0: this episode of Zero to Travels brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with 7 drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at nissanusa.com.
1: Happiness is living-
0: That is a great tune called Shine off of Andy Frasco and the UN's latest album, Keep On keep it On. Today, we've got the front man himself, Andy Frasco, on the show. He's been a touring musician for well over a decade, and he shares some of that hard-earned road wisdom he's acquired from his years out there. We talk about travel and music, of course, but we also dive deep on topics like the importance of taming your ego how setting a simple intention for yourself can have a massive impact on your life and the lives of others, why choosing your hardships wisely is one of the best things you can do for yourself, the power of never giving up, and loads more. We also have a lot of good laughs along the way, and you're going to love being a fly on the wall for this conversation. So are you ready to do this? Yes, then let's get into it. Buckle up, strap in, grab your favorite beverage, hang out, get cozy, Hey there, it's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out, letting me bring a little travel into your ears today. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms to fill your life with as much travel as you desire. You know, we're coming up on seven years with this podcast. And that's all thanks to you, my friend. Yes, you the listener. You over there in the treadmill, riding the bike or on the rickety train or bumpy train Night bus trying to catch some shut-eye. Maybe you're listening to this show. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank all of you. If you've listened to one show or the entire, whatever, almost 400 now. Thank you so very much. And I always love for this to be two-way conversation, so you can get in touch anytime. Jason at ZeroToTravel.com is my email. I'm going to give a shout-out to somebody later who's newly nomadic, so you're going to hear that story. And let's talk about today's show. You're in for a treat, as you heard at the top of the show. I've got Andy Frasco as our guest and you know, sometimes you listen to a band you've never heard before and it might take a little while to get into it, maybe multiple listens, but something about the vibe, this uh fun sort of rock and roll soulful energy that Andy Frasco and the UN brings, you can hear it right away. And it's not just that you can hear it, you can feel it, and I'm dying to go to one of their live shows because I discovered them After I moved to Norway, where I live now, and of course the pandemic hit and everything like that, so I haven't been able to see them live, but I've heard from multiple sources they're just an incredible live act, and I don't doubt it uh, from the footage I've seen on YouTube and some of the other things I've checked out. So I encourage you to check them out. They've described their music as party blues with a touch of barefoot boogie makes you want to get up and shake your ass, basically. Andy has a an infectious warm energy about him. I really appreciate his brutal honesty. He's super creative, fun, funny, thoughtful dude, and I enjoyed getting to know him. He also has a podcast I've been listening to for a while. It's called Andy Frasco's World Saving Podcast. It's a really cool mix of comedy and music and interviews he does with fellow musicians, so... Check that out. And right at the beginning of this chat, you know, his, uh, his honesty as a human might be a little bit contagious because I end up sharing one of my grossest habits, uh, something that drives my wife crazy. So you'll get that out of this interview as well. <laughs> now, let's get into the interview, and I will see you on the other side. With Andy Frasco here. And, uh, you know, I I did a little intro before this, Andy, because I'm not going to make you sit through all of your accolades and uh, everything like that. (laughs) But uh, I I was actually surprised that you were going to be up this early, man. I thought you'd be like a a bit of a night owl. I was like, 9 a.m. mountain time in in Denver? Are you sure about this? (laughs) I wake
1: up hella early. That's just always how I've been. And, uh, you know, I like working during the day, so like even if I get fucked up till three, four a.m., I'll I'll still wake up at eight or nine. It's it's so I, yeah. I think I'm just getting older, and it's that old man wake up day. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? So
0: yeah, it's well. I got two kids. I'm up uh, early by by default. You know <laughs>
1: <laughs> how is it to have two kids?
0: Well, right now it's a little rough because my my son has chicken pox. So, uh, you know, do you remember the chicken pox, man? That was like a thing, right? I kind of forgot about it until I had kids. I was like, oh yeah, the chicken pox.
1: I had chicken pox, and I would keep scratching them, and you know, they just get bigger and bigger. <laughs> so, I have a thing about picking my my skin and stuff. So, are you? <laughs> do you? Yeah, I think I do. I uh, don't. I don't. I don't know why, but I just love picking my skin, and, like picking whiteheads and stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, most humans like picking something on their bodies, right? Like, you know, one of my bad habits that uh drives my wife crazy is that I leave. Uh, I like I like I will like peel my toenails. It's really it's really not good. And then I'll uh, and then I'll just like I'll leave. It'll be like, you know, one in the morning, two in the morning, whatever. And then I'll like leave them on the table and forget to throw them out. And then uh, I wake up the next morning. I'm thinking, oh, oh no. here we go that's pretty gross the wrath (laughs) on
1: jason right now what the fuck
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you're getting your band together again for the first time right like that's happening
1: everyone flies in today yeah everyone flies in today it's pretty crazy um it's the first time we haven't we've seen each other in six or seven months you know we normally do 250 shows a year we've been doing that for the last 14 years so and this is the longest i haven't seen them so it's going to be i might cry
0: <laughs> yeah i'm sure i mean it's going to be pretty emotional how are you feeling right now about that just uh
1: you know i feel okay uh it's been a nice break i just miss traveling man i love traveling this is w- why i started becoming a musician was to you know travel the world and see every inch of this place that we live on you know cuz Traveling to me is important because uh, you realize a lot of people have the same feelings you do, you know, if it's anxiety, if it's um, if it's uh, happiness, you know, it's like maybe like the outside shell is different. But the the inner workings of everyone's souls, you know, we're, we're, we're a lot alike if we just uh, go outside of our comfort zone and, and, you know, start talking to people, you know. <laughs>
0: I feel like especially with touring musicians sometimes like you can get to the point where it's like it's sort of like the grindy part of the job, you know? You're like, "Ah, oh, I got to go on tour again. I got to like promote this album." It's like you, you know, I mean, I've been on tour as a tour manager and I spent many years touring, I can relate to uh the whole like being on the road full-time for for many years. It's uh, certainly it's not always easy, right? But like regular life isn't always easy either.
1: Yeah, I think it's like you got to choose the hardships you want because life is a bunch of ups and downs. So if you might as well, you know, have some hardships on things you believe in, you know, and I think, you know, music for me was my calling or traveling or entertaining was my calling that, you know, I know it's going to be hard. And especially now where we can't even play shows or can't even travel for who knows a year or so with my band. So, I mean, we got all our shows canceled until May now. So it's like, it's like, and it kills me not to travel. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow. But like, like I said before, everything in life is, there's going to be hardships in life. And we need to take a step back and not let those things get us down. Because when we live in presently, I think we're happier, right?
0: Yeah. How did you know being an entertainer and being a musician was your calling? Like, how did that evolve for you? I would
1: like just like start staring at myself in the mirror with like a a microphone and just start like working on bits and like singing to myself and like lip singing. I'm like, what, <laughs> you know, why am I doing this? And it was so fun. I was laughing and smiling at my own jokes, kind of like a psychopath, you know, narcissist. But it really helped me, uh, you know, work on timing and stuff. And then from I didn't know how to play music until I was like 18 or 19 so I would just like you know DJ bar mitzvahs and be the MC for bar mitzvahs and I would uh you know be the MC for battle of the bands in my high school or like you know host like parties like for my school and you know I just loved talking to people on stage and I got so much thrill out of it that you know, I I I didn't want to be a magician, a magician or like <laughs> inspirational speaker. So I'm like, fuck it, let's play music. Then I could shoot the shit and uh, you know start writing you know songs that mean words that mean something to me and put them in a melody. Because you know mu- that's the best thing about being a musician is people are accepting to whatever crazy fucking guy you are. <laughs> so you know you can't really you know shoot the shit like that at the water cooler, you know, at a <laughs> at a nine to five, you might get fired. I mean, I can't talk about, yeah. you know,
0: that's true. I mean, that's pretty late, I guess stuff. I would say, you know, it sounds like you're still young at 18 or 19. But it's like, you know, you talked a lot of musicians they are like, Oh, you know, I got a guitar when I was five or something, you know, and it's like, what, like, that's pretty late to start in music. I think one of the things that somebody that's at your level right now like has to overcome and maybe this wasn't a problem for you but this whole idea of like just casting off the whole concept of okay like this is a thing i'm doing sort of for fun but eventually you know i'm gonna get a regular job you know and this is just kind of like the thing i'm doing for fun now and i get to do this for a little while but like i'm not gonna get to do this forever i feel like that's a thing that stops a lot of talented people like whether that's pressure from their parents or society or whatever where they just like kind of bend to that whole idea of like okay yeah like maybe i have to give this up because this isn't like practical or whatever is that was that anything that you ever dealt with or we just like all in right from the beginning i
1: i've never had to deal with that because i I don't know i when i put my mind into something i just want to do it and there is no quitting there's no you know, I go 120 percent, 150 percent, whatever, on everything I do because you know I don't know I can't half ass anything. And I if I had a if I have a um, a backup plan, then I start thinking about the backup plan more than I think about the actual dream ahead. You know, so when I was a kid, I always knew I was gonna be I was always gonna be an entertainer. I always like I remember when I was a kid when uh, I used to start all these like. Uh, small businesses. Like in third grade, I used to sell laser pens to all my friends, hustle laser pens. <laughs> and Then I would just like and I, you know, I always thought I was gonna make money. I I was growing up in LA it was really like money driven. So like maybe the only fears I had about being a musician were like, oh fuck, I'm gonna be broke for <laughs> forever. And that's okay. And um but I'm just not a guy who thinks, oh God, I'm going to uh I'm going to give up because then I start getting down on myself that I didn't give it my full potential. So I, I don't know. My my brain kind of tricks me into saying, you could do this. You could do whatever you want. You just have to put in the work. You have to put in the time. And if you do, you know, and never give up. I mean, that was my I never gave up on shit. Like whenever I gave up, even when it was like exercising and if I put a goal on myself, like I'm going to run four miles and I don't. I, I, you know, I think about that for fucking weeks. So like, I knew that if, uh, if I, if I had those, if I gave up in music, I would regret it. So I just haven't stopped. So I just went full board. I mean, that's why I stayed on the road. I mean, I've been on, the, I stay on the road for 10 and a half months a year, you know? So I don't have anything else. I, you know, that's one problem with me. I don't delegate time for other things. I just, when i have something in my head i will work on it until i can't anymore and that's kind of fucked me in a in a sense where i lost i lose relationships uh with friends or people don't really know deep down in who i am because i'm always working you know i'm kind of like a workaholic in a sense so it, it it comes and goes you know it's a it's a if you want to do something that's you know very unique A unique lifestyle, and you know, like traveling 10 10 and a half months a year, not a lot of people do it, you know. So, you're going to have all these um, people telling you, Oh, yeah, I mean, you're not this isn't healthy. This isn't healthy. I've just never thought, (laughs) I never thought that way. I just always just did shit, and then I will deal with uh, the replications uh, later.
0: (laughs) It is a healthy way to kind of set yourself up to succeed, right? Like if your definition of failure is I didn't put in my full effort as opposed to like, Oh, this thing didn't work. Like you're not really focusing on the thing, not working. You're focusing on the fact that your effort is what matters the most. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think failure is quitting, you know? And cause you know, we could, we could give up when times are hard, but I think that's when we start regretting things in life. You know, when we give up, when, that first hiccup or we first get that bumpy road. um, That's, that's when people start saying, Oh fuck, you know, maybe I should give up. But I, I think uh, life dreams, you know, you're going to have a thousand bumpy roads until you finally get what you want. So yeah, it's tough to get over those hurdles, but once you do um, it works, you know?
0: Yeah. So how do you manage the self-doubt when it comes to anything really that you're putting? In? I mean, I like uh, music's a great example of, I mean, I'm I'm like an amateur songwriter and I've gone to a couple open mics and stuff, but nothing crazy, but even like the limited experience I have, I'm just, I'm just getting into it, you know, and, and, and it's so hard to detach and this goes for anything really, but I, in, in music, especially like detaching from your judgmental mind where you literally be like moving your mouth and singing or doing something and saying completely different words and your head's being like saying sentences like oh this this is sucking right now i'm totally blowing it right now <laughs> you yeah know what i mean like oh, totally, do you dude. do you deal with that how do you deal with that especially oh. in like a on stage in front of you know thousands of people and yeah, i mean i deal with that all the fucking
1: time i'm like a neurotic Jew you know <laughs> like i think about things i said to to somebody, fucking a month ago, but it's like uh, I think it's just the ego. You gotta like detach your ego from your soul because your ego will start kind of being a hypocrite with everything you say because it's it's scared to lose whatever whatever confidence you have when you're trying something new. So it's like if we could detach the ego from ourselves, then we could start being the people we want to be because ego ego brings confidence, but it also brings insecurity. So if we could just figure out a way to let the ego go when we're being creative, then maybe we could start, you know, being better to ourselves. You know, I I never had a situation where my ego made me a more wholesome person. You know what I'm saying? So like if we detach what, what it what we think we are and who we are and the and take off the you know the the safety wheels of a bicycle and just be an open vessel, then I think that's when we're most creative, and that's when we stop caring what people think like i I'm still like this we're like i'll get I'll get a lot of love, and then I'll think about that one person who thinks I'm a piece of shit <laughs> forever I'm like, why do I give a fuck? about what some dude says from his fucking mom's basement who's just trying to be a fucking hater, you know what I'm saying? Like but that's just my ego like protecting what I treasure most, you know? And and maybe it, maybe the good thing about it is I care so much that that I, you know, it makes you not want to give up, you know? My ego makes me not want to give up cuz it's you're thinking so much about you think about it so much. Like, I don't know. You probably think about this podcast all the fucking time, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about this podcast right now that we're recording for at least three days. <laughs> so, you know, no, it's like, know, like, running through the conversation. You know, you know how it is. It's probably like you get an idea for a song or something and you just get fixated on it. It's like a, you, the anticipation of how things are going to come together. And you don't know. I mean, that's what makes like creating art whether it's like uh just a conversation that you're putting out there or music or anything like the spontaneity in that in songwriting how how do you balance like spontaneity with structure do you know what i mean
1: yeah totally well it just depends what you want to write some things are harder to write about than others so like you, i could be spontaneous and write a song about how i'm feeling and the quick you know the quick emotion that i have and then sometimes there's songs where i write that are that take a couple days of thinking about it, and take a couple days to, you know, digest the theory you're trying to get out of your head or your heart. You know, it's. I don't think um, you know every song or every bit or every thing you do that's creative is takes a different type of brain capacity. If sometimes songs happen so quickly and like you don't think about it and they just come out and some of those songs are your best songs or some songs take forever and you overthink 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 and you know doesn't even make the fucking record (laughs) so it's like everything is so different when you're trying to be creative with yourself you know I think it goes back to ego like when we overthink things like when when was last time you um overthought something that didn't even fucking exist you know like like when you're oh, overthinking I, <laughs> yeah it, you know it what i'm saying quite frequently right that i mean that's the the beauty and the curse of having a free mind i think that we could talk ourselves into a circle and all of a sudden we talked ourselves in a circle and we didn't do anything we just stayed in our heads you know if we write it down get the answers out and whatnot then Then we can figure out, you know, who we are and who we want to write about and what we want to write about. You know, it's it's trying to get your brain and your heart to work together, you know, because sometimes your brain doesn't want to listen to your heart. You know, when it comes down, your heart always knows who you are. Your brain sometimes doesn't know who you are. So if we kind of like swim through the clutter and get to – A point where your brain and your heart work together. I mean, that's when you start writing the best stuff, I think.
0: This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Recently, I went out for tacos and it wasn't even Friday. Yes, we have Taco Friday in Norway, not Taco Tuesday. Well, more importantly, I could have earned rewards for every scrumptious bite of those chorizo soft shells. Introducing the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points when you go out for dining or order takeout and restaurant delivery, including tacos. Plus, you can earn two times points when you shop for or order your groceries. Two times points when you need to fill up or charge up at gas stations and EV charging stations. You're even rewarded with two times points just for your favorite streaming services. Go to usbank.com slash Altitude Go! To learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Win big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com altitudego to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association pursuant to a license from Visa USA Inc. Some restrictions may apply. This episode of Zero to Travel is presented by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. From muddy jungle paths and snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has the capability to take you to some of the most epic destinations on Earth. We're excited to partner with Nissan because our listeners know we love to celebrate the joy of exploring the world and finding the best off-the-beaten path destinations to visit. And there's no better vehicle for that than the 2024 Nissan pathfinder with seven drive modes the pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys and it even has the best towing capacity in its class up to 6,000 pounds so you can bring the fun with you but nissan also knows that it's not just about where you go in a pathfinder the real fun comes from getting there and that's something we love celebrating here on the zero to travel podcast we believe that life is about finding that joy within the journey itself and that's why We're thrilled to partner with Nissan to celebrate adventurers everywhere. So thanks again to Nissan for sponsoring this episode of Zero to Travel and for the reminder to chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures and enjoy the ride along the way. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. You could almost say that's like the recipe for living your best life too. You know what I mean? Like if you're like treating your life as like a blank canvas that you get to paint, which in a free society and those of us that are, are like blessed to be in a free society, whoever can do that. um, That could almost work for that too, right? Just (laughs) creating your own lifestyle.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like the same thing in anything. Like if you have different parts like this, it's like my example, my band, you know, I'm not the greatest fucking piano soloist or fucking, you know, virtuoso guitar player. But like if you, understand that you need all six people and I'm talking about my band and it's not just you or it's not just the drummer it's like a car like you can't drive when you have a flat tire <laughs> you know you need everything working for you to run it at full capacity you know and the minute that we start having you know a, an oil change in our heart or our fucking uh you know a leaky uh a leaky faucet or whatever then I mean, our we're not we're not working at full capacity, and I think our, our our goal in life is to always work in full capacity. If it's staying present, if it's um, you know not listening too much to your brain or not listening to every you know dream your heart says, and like just <laughs> kind of you know take a step back and see how the whole body is working. Then, I mean, then then we're the, we're most productive, right?
0: I place a high value on awareness, you know? I think a lot of these conversations and insights just come from the simple fact of trying to be aware of what is going on in your head, whether it's self-doubt or like some irrational thought you're having and you're like, oh, that person's probably doing this. Like, well, no, that, that, how do you even know that's true? I'm just completely making that up, you know? But if you're like caught in this loop, you can be aware and kind of outside of it. I mean, it is do you have any spiritual practices like a spirituality play into any of this type of stuff for you? Or is it more like just psychology type stuff? Like how do you, yeah. What is like your sort of a process for self-improvement? I guess would be the question.
1: When I was a kid, I was, I was so into, um, like, um, Eastern philosophies. Like I loved Osho. I didn't, didn't realize I just knew Osho as a dude until I've watched that wild, wild country. And he's like, fucking having orgies and shit. I was just like, damn, this dog is really living that life. You know, like that fucking existentialism, you know, like the the time is now. If you want to have an orgy, go have a fucking orgy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Eastern philosophy taught me to live right now and to treat your inner, inner creativeness and your inner brain and your inner child with just as much as respect as you would treat your mother or your f- close friends, or you know, you, we give so much out to everyone else that sometimes we forget about ourselves. We do get, forget about ourselves. We forget about what we like. Like, do you remember what you liked when you were a kid? Like when you were, like five,
0: five. I mean, I, I liked I like drawing and skate. I got into skateboarding pretty young, but mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Five is kind of tough to or remember. Or
1: six, seven, eight.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of do course. you still do that yeah. stuff? Um, I mean, I do have a, a longboard. Cool. That I ride. <laughs> um, I've always loved music, so yeah. I guess yeah. I mean, generally, kind of. Yeah, like not to maybe the level that I did then. But yeah. do you think we
1: change a lot from when we were eight to adults?
0: I I do think. Yes, of course. But I think, like, what you're saying, I agree with is is this like this, these foundational things that you're attracted to when you're a kid mm-hmm. are, even if it's not the exact thing, then something related to that should probably be something. I shouldn't say probably because I never tell anybody what to do, but I would say like, <laughs> later in life, I think there's a relation there for people that are doing something that they love to do. If they loved it as a kid, they probably love it as an adult.
1: I agree that it's all about having trust in yourself, you know? It's like understanding what you like and not settling for something you don't like. Like I, I feel horrible for people who have to, you know, um, who are forced to do these jobs that they don't love and do these jobs just to make money. It's like we're thinking of the quick solution instead of, like, the bigger picture of how we're going to live a, how we're going to stay happy, you know, like, when when we do things, sometimes, we do things for, like, a quick release, like, it's kind of like a porn, or, like, <laughs> masturbate, like, like, or cheating, or if you have a relationship, I mean, like, all these, like, quick, quick, um, dopamine rushes, it was, like, when I was on the road, too, it was, like, I was lonely, and depressed, and shit, so I would just drink, and fucking and snort coke, and, fuck and have one night stands just to have that quick dopamine release and I realized that wasn't making me happy for the long haul so we we gotta you know it takes some time to it's hard to say no first and it's hard to say no and it's it's hard to uh do things for us that's gonna be beneficial maybe not right now but you know in the long haul
0: it's Not always easy to look at like the long term advantages of things, of decisions. I know, (laughs) right? Because we're so
1: this, we're so ADD. I mean, like, look at our attention spans, you know? We, I mean, we get bored now after a 50 second Instagram video. (laughs) You know, we don't, that's why I think a lot of people don't want to travel too, is because. You know no one wants to be in a van- a car or a, a ho- or a plane for twelve hours sixteen hours to get across the country you know it's like but if we get past that then uh then we get to see something new and that's i mean that in that what life's all about is seeing new things
0: well, let's talk a little bit about the touring lifestyle because you know at a certain point it's not just like oh well, you're going on tour like this is your life is mostly on the road. Right. And now since the quarantine and everything like that, um, obviously that has changed, which is a huge change. It's not just like you have to think like somebody listening to this is like, Oh, well you just can't go on the road now. It's like, it's so much bigger than that because it's like, no, your whole lifestyle has changed. It's not just like, Oh, you can't go on tour. It's like you have a totally different way of living because you guys can't tour now. And that's what you've been doing. and uh, I guess I'm just wondering, like, first of all, I wanted to give you some uh, some props just for, like, I feel like you have kind of taken on the role, whether you know it or not, maybe it's conscious, I don't know, of just, like, keeping people freaking, like, keeping hope alive, keep, keep on keeping on. I mean, that's the title of your new album, you know? Like, just, like, keeping people kind of motivated and inspired during this quarantine. Um, you got all these great, like, First of all, the podcast is awesome i mean that's what that's what got me to reach out. actually, I started listening to your music uh, a while back and then uh and then I was like, oh Andy frasco's world saving podcast this is cool like i love I love to hear um you know any interviews with musicians and things like that from touring and stuff and then what is just so much more than that so I, I definitely recommend people listen to the podcast. I feel like yeah, with the podcast and all the videos you're doing and these fun like dance parties and like these videos where you're um getting all your musician friends to lip sync a song together. And is that something, is that role like something you took on consciously? Is that like what's getting you going nowadays? I'm just curious about.
1: Um, I think that's just always been my philosophy. I'm just trying to keep people, make people happy. You know, I I entertain to make people smile. I, I, I do jokes to make people laugh and I write songs to make people think. I mean, as an entertainer, I'm that's, the most important to me is keeping people's spirits high. And then, I mean, right now with this quarantine, this is when people need optimism the most, you know, this is the time when people are fucking sad and losing their jobs and, you know, losing who they are because they're stuck in their fucking houses. And like, this is the time when artists and musicians are really supposed to come up to the plate and, keep people inspired you know it's easy to do it when everyone is already happy it's it's harder to do it when people are sad as fuck and don't want to leave their houses or are scared of the future you know it's like i if i could you know through this i was depressed too when i first got stuck in quarantine i'm in the house i just bought a house in denver i'm like what the fuck am i supposed to do and i'm just like sitting in my like you know sitting in my bed just like you know, marinating my own shit. You know, like only you know, you know, watching the same porno videos. You know, I'm like, there's no nothing I could do anymore. I'm like, I've I've out. You know, like I took my two weeks off that I needed to refresh from tour in ten months. Now what? And um, you know, I just woke up one day like I need to start doing what I do on stage, and that's trying to make people happy. So I started calling all my friends and doing all these lip sync videos, and then I. You know, just trying to figure out ways how to still entertain people, even if I'm by my house, you know, because like I said before, is it's the best music or the best times to listen and feel art is when you're fucking sad. So if people aren't given art when they're sad, then we then we're really in trouble. So I, so I just started. <laughs> I don't know how to make videos. I was just like I just I just knew I had to do this for the people. So. I appreciate you seeing that, man. It's it's a lot of work, and but I love I love that I could go outside and, or wake up and feel good about that I'm still giving art to people. I mean, that's important to me, even through fucking times where people say we can't give art, we can't give music, we can't go to live shows. Okay, so let's figure out a you know a pivot to get people still entertained, and that's I hope that's what I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh support the artists everybody out. Support, there. support the motherfucking artists. artists. Let's go. There we go. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh I I just bought a ticket to your interactive show which you guys have coming up. By the oh, way, hilarious thanks, teaser videos with the choose your own adventure fire coming out of your mouth and shit. That's old uh, school
1: music old school video game, you know. I was like I was like I got to uh, I got to figure out how to do this. Um so yeah, it's it's it's, it's cool. Um Yeah, I'm just trying to be creative and I'm, you know, and work my brain in different ways. Cause sometimes, I don't know about you, but like sometimes we go into autopilot when we do something for so long, if it's music or performing. Like I was going through a thing right before, it was kind of like a blessing in the skies to take a break because the last six months before the quarantine, I was just like autopilot. I was burnt out. I was saying jokes that I already, you know, I wasn't fresh. I was just going into the motions of, what I do and it wasn't giving me any vavoom and um, maybe it's just this uh, quarantine kind of gave me a perspective that I can I don't have to go into autopilot in life you know I could try something new and try something different and still be fulfilled you know it's it's hard to get out of autopilot right
0: yeah autopilot's like tricky because it can sneak up on you and then it's autopilot. You're just cruising, right? And then all of a sudden you realize you just cruised like halfway across the country on autopilot, and you're like, uh oh. What, what how did I get <laughs> how did I get here? Now there's a mountain in front of me. I gotta turn. No, but I mean it sounds like one of the things that got you out after the two weeks in quarantine, you said, you know, this whole idea of just waking up being like, you know, I just want to like make people happy, which is what I do on stage. I'm I'm a big believer in um setting intentions like I think a simple intention like that can be so powerful you know like I was just like hey man that's just like a simple sentence you could put out to to the world with your heart you're like hey uh, I just want to make people happy and then from that you're like oh alright I'm going to create these videos I'm going to do this dance party I'm going to like like that's how powerful is that
1: yeah I mean intention is everything I mean why are we living if we don't have intention of living you know it's, it's like we're trying we're focused on you know like we we forget that we're we only get a little bit of time on this earth, you know, and why are we gonna stall our dreams just because of some little chaotic uh you know in the atmosphere, a little chaos so like we need to you know see what's going on and not let that stop us from living. I mean we gotta live. And we got to, you know, we got to, we do have to be considerate to whatever surroundings we're in at the moment. If it's quarantine where you're fucking mask, but you could still smile and laugh with a mask on, you know, like you could still do all this others. You could see eyes, you know, you could see the, the, the squint in the smile. I mean, we can't just because what we knew before is altered in a sense, doesn't mean that we can't still be optimistic in the now, you know, it's like, I bought this, I bought a, I bought a house, and, and, um, in Denver, um, in February, right before the quarantine, I was like, my band was popping, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm buying a house, let's go, and, uh, and then I woke up, and the quarantine happened, I lost all my work, and I have no money, and I bought this, I mean, you gotta, you, you gotta, I mean, like, Darwin, you know, it's, You got to evolve and you got to you got to adapt to surroundings and still do what you do. I mean, it's important to like still do what you do, even through chaos. You know, it's that's how we're going to improve ourselves. And that's how we're going to get through adversity and still fucking fight for what we want to live for. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, coming back to that intention, it's like that's the foundation of what you do. Right. You can say, well, I'm a musician. We play shows. I make these videos. I do all this stuff. But it's like, well, at the at the core of it, you you make people happy with the art that you produce is uh, is a big sound like sounds like a core value of yours.
1: Yeah. I mean, why are we doing this? You know, why are we giving our soul to the public as artists? It's because we want to make people happy. We want to make people think we want to make people feel. I mean, that's the major that's the most important job of an artist, right?
0: Yeah, I'd say so how How else has your mindset changed during the quarantine?
1: I realized that I was um not present a lot of the times. I realized that I was thinking about the next step before I was thinking about the step that's right in front of me and when you're in a quarant when you're in quarantine and you're stuck with your thoughts, you can't think about the next thing because because you're distracted you're not distracted anymore from anything, so you're in your houses you're you know, unless you you know like I remember in the beginning of quarantine, I'm like, I'm going to learn fucking four languages. I'm going, you know, I'm just distracting myself
0: from the fuck. <laughs> but everybody had that. Like, I think at the beginning of the quarantine, they're like, I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to find know? myself.
1: I'm going to learn fucking French. Find me a French girl. I can't even travel to France, but fuck it. I'm going to find me a French girl. Um, no, but it's like, yeah, I mean, we're just distracting ourselves from, you know, or suppressing from how we're feeling. I mean, this was the perfect opportunity for people to who are stuck in their who were stuck in their houses to find out what made them sad and find them find out what, you know, turns them on and you know, I just we forgot that even through this is presence, you know, and it's kind of sad when I see some of my friends who are just like wasted 8 months or 6 months just watching Netflix and and uh, they could have you know and then now they're sad and now they're like fuck i have no job and no money like you, we had yet had six months to think about your next move and we and you know but you can't dog them because maybe they just needed the break maybe everyone needed the break and me me too maybe i needed the break now i'm i'm fucking loving my house and i'm loving being in one fucking place or more. Yeah. Than, are you? Yeah. I actually am, dude. I, I wake up because I do all my s I do all my work from my kitchen. Like uh so and uh so I I wake up and I'm ready to rock. I don't have to drive eight hours to fucking Topeka, Kansas to make people happy. I just gotta walk down to 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 uh my kitchen and start, you know, creating. And uh it's just uh, you know, that's it's just turning lemons into lemonade you know we can't just because we don't have that nice smoothie right now doesn't mean we can't still be refreshed by the week old fucking lemons that, <laughs>
0: that are staying
1: in your fucking refrigerator
0: right yeah i mean i think you're right like the the quarantine was kind of like it, it provided i think an opportunity i think for everybody It was a very clear sort of bookmark and it's like okay from this point forward I think a lot of people thought, well, Mac, this is a chance. Like I could reinvent myself here in some way, whatever that means. I mean, it could be an opportunity like that. If you look at it like that, or it could be an opportunity to sit on your couch and watch Netflix for, yeah, you know, the next several months. Maybe really that's reinventing on... yourself
1: too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things you said on the podcast, cause I, I'm looking for the quote here, but you said something like this was kind of an opportunity for you to remember. Oh, so we forget to love ourselves is what you said. This time on off the road was an opportunity to do that. And I want to talk about the podcast for a second. Because for me, starting my podcast was, I mean, I could point to, you know, if somebody's like, what's like some of the you know, handful of things that have impacted your life the most? Starting a podcast for me has been one of the most impactful things, just getting to just get in, to learn from other people and hear other perspectives and um, getting to, to connect with people and have these conversations. And it's almost like therapeutic for me in a way too. And like, I get to talk about stuff that is like a reminder for myself. Be like, all right, let me remind myself of my own values. And like, I'll put this out there to like get people excited, but it's also a reminder for me to live that way. You know what I mean? Totally. Like what, why did you start the podcast? What, what is it? Um,
1: I started the podcast because, I was a drug addict and I was trying to get off Coke. (laughs) And and my, my excuse was, I'm going to interview all these people who are recovering and talk to them about mental health and talk to them about, you know, the questions I'm too afraid to ask myself, you know, this idea of ego, like we're talking about, won't let you fucking cure yourself because you're supposed to be strong and and fuck! You're Andy Frasco, and you're supposed to be always happy, and you're always, you know. It's like we put these ideas in our heads of who we think we are. That when you go back and take a step back and actually listen to people and actually listen to their stories, like, oh shit, that's actually me too, you know. So, and it, it just helped me be more confident in my flaws, and it it taught me to be more comfortable of how to fix. The idea that once you're wired one way doesn't mean that you're going to be wired that way forever and you could always change it, you know, shout out to mushrooms as well for helping me uh, deal with that as well. But, um, yeah, it just basically, it taught me how to listen Podcasts taught me how to listen. And instead of just talking over people, like I always did my whole life cause I thought I knew more than everyone else. And I, and I realized I didn't. You know, I'm fucking I'm a kid who just had who always had, you know, tunnel vision on one fucking dream when you, you know, if it was music or entertaining, you forget all these other aspects like, oh, yeah, you're actually a person and you actually have feelings. And, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, you you got you got to think about that stuff, too. So that that, it it taught me how to fucking feel taught me how to cry and it taught me how to listen and feel shit. And I'm so thankful for my podcast, and I'm so thankful for uh, you know, giving me the knowledge to fucking just shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> you know, isn't that the hardest part? Yeah, it's just listening.
0: Especially if you're hosting like your show, you got so many questions you want to ask people, but it, it's it doesn't matter. Like what matters is what they say and, and listening and responding.
1: Yeah, it's not your show. Well, it is your show, but it's not, you're not, when you're interviewing people that you're taking like, it's, this This episode's all about ego, but for me, I mean, like, lately, that's all it's been for me is ego, and taking away the ego of like, why are you having someone on your show if you're just going to talk over them? You might as well just just do a fucking two-hour monologue, <laughs> you know? Right. So... You know, just Which you
0: can when you have your show, you can be like, "Hey, I'm going to make this a solo episode." Yeah, exactly. Here we go, exactly. But like when you have <laughs> guests and
1: like you only get once a year with these guests or whatever, it's like it's your time to fucking listen. Shut up and listen.
0: Yeah, and you also get to hear perspectives from people that are have gone through a lot of similar things, like that understand the touring lifestyle and the life of a musician, and especially now with the situation and, and still trying to you know hustle up. Things and get your music out there and, and figure that all out. I imagine, like, just being able to commiserate over some of those struggles with other touring musicians and things is probably super helpful. Yeah, it
1: makes you feel not alone. You know, everyone's, you know, we're all fighting this. We're all fighting this idea of we're forced to be on the road 11 months a year, 10 months a year, because that's the only way we could survive as a touring act. You know, we're not, a lot of these bands don't have a rate, and you know, only 1% of people have you know, mailbox money from like a fucking movie song in a movie or some radio. So we got to go out there and grind it out on the road and live on the road and ruin relationships we have that's in. Yeah, that that's our other life inside the road. Like I feel bad for people who've like had to go on the road for like 20 years and all of a sudden they, they come back six you know, six months and now you're forced to hang out with your lovers and stuff for six months straight it feels like you don't even know the motherfuckers you know like I feel bad for you know but some people go crazy and some people need that and maybe that's what their relationship was built on was distance you know when you take that out and you have to like reconfigure why you're in love with someone or why I mean that could be hard I don't know I've never had a relationship so I don't know but I'm just analyzing the the sit
0: why well, you know this kind of goes back to touring like i feel like have you ever heard somebody say where or if somebody's an asshole and then they get rich they're just it's just gonna like sort of emphasize more that they're a, an asshole right it's just giving them a tool i mean i think like for touring it can exasperate some of things like for me you know maybe being afraid to commit to certain things it's like when you're touring where you're always going to different places different shows meeting different people I mean, you could say that in regular life, but it's not on the same level. You're always on the move. And then when you're kind of forced to be in one place, I don't know, it just changes things. Like
1: Totally. I agree. I mean, it's anything. Like when you're forced to work from home, when you're forced to you know, not have that weekend vacation that once a year that you normally have that recharges you. It's like kind of like you're figuring out how to adapt to the new happiness that you're trying to find yeah, you know?
0: yeah, you mentioned kind of being a workaholic is that something you're struggling with now because having your office right in your kitchen and your whole setup there I mean you could just you could just be rocking out podcasts and videos oh my and God that's what I do making stuff all day yeah. which is cool because you just get to be creative all day and make things, but it's like do you have a you have a hard time ever like turning your creative brain off and like do you do you do that or do you just kind of let things go the whole day or how do you do you try to have a separation between work and
1: no i work so much i i wake up at eight and i'll work until i fall asleep you know and that's just how i am always you know i was like i i had my best friend dolov in town with me for the first three months and he kind of forced me like hey calm it the fuck down Get off your computer. You know, you don't need to work all day. Live a little bit. You know, it's like, we we. that's the problem with me. If I, if this is the only thing bad about li- work, my workspace in my house is right when I wake up, I feel like I have to work. This isn't like a sanctuary in a sense. Like, that's why I kind of like the idea of having an office, going somewhere, doing your work and then coming back to your home where you could feel like it's rest, you know, yeah, it it that's yeah. only
0: co working. You need a co working space, man. Yeah, I
1: do. I need. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because
0: that's where I'm at right now. It's like I, I mean, not that I do all my work here, but it it does help to have like the separation. Totally. I mean,
1: the little that the little things like that we need to figure out. You know, the little things that um that that can make us have a balanced life. You know, because you know, like we said before, like when you give so much to one thing if you if you give 95% um to just one thing and you're leaving 5% for everything else and you kind of you get drained you get burnt out you know and it's like when you think about something for too long and like your brain fucking hurts <laughs> you know we need that we need that detox we need that Other side. So I'm working on that, but that's something I've been dealing with my whole life. You know, I work. That's what I do. That's what makes me happy is being productive, but it also burns me out because I'm thinking about something for fucking 24 hours a day, you know?
0: Would you love to have an incredible cup of coffee every day? I've tried it all. I've done the pour over, I've done the French press, but I tasted an AeroPress coffee many years ago and immediately. I was sold. I had to get one. Aeropress is a patented three-in-one brew technology. This combines the flavor benefits of espresso, pour-over, and French press all into one compact portable device built for travel or home. I love things you can use in both places. This device has over 55,000 five-star reviews in over 60 countries. Aeropress is the best-reviewed coffee press on the planet. I've owned one for so many years. I don't even remember how long it's been and they are under 50 bucks. So they also make an exceptional gift, thoughtful, proven, tasty, and travel oriented. Who wouldn't love that? Now you get 20% off just for being a listener of this show at aeropress.com slash zero to travel. That's aeropress, aeropres com slash zero to travel. That will save you 20% on checkout. Thanks to Aeropress for supporting today's show. on an incredible journey through Morocco together with me. Sign up over there at zerototravel.com slash trip to get all the details. Thanks for listening and hope to see you there. Yeah, and there's always like the idea that I get the guilt like, oh, I wasn't productive enough today even though I can look back and see all these things I got done. But it's like you have like 10 other things you want to do. It's like, oh, I'm not being productive, man. I'm not, being pro- I'm not getting enough stuff out there. It's like you beat yourself up, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: I agree, dude. We, uh... We we're hardest on ourselves, you know, and that's what's sad. Like, why do we need to be so hard on ourselves?
0: We don't I know it's it's fucked up, but I mean, how do you be kind to yourself? Do you like make an effort to do that? Do you have a like a practice or something that you? Yeah, I um I stopped reading comments
1: (laughs) of on online about me you know yeah, i stopped probably a good idea yeah yeah just in case you know and uh, <laughs> and then um you know i tried to not be so obsessive about things you know like i get really intense when i want something done i i uh i will fucking drive myself crazy to get it done you know i got to take give myself a step back of you know being 'Cause you don't we don't have that pressure on our friends or we don't have that pressure on anyone else in our lives. It's most We would never talk to our friends the way we talk to ourselves. Yeah, dude. Isn't it's like that, we're isn't fu- that messed up. Yeah, no, we're fucking mean to ourselves. <laughs> like, why am I so mean to myself? You know? Like if I was mean like that to anyone else in my life, then um I probably wouldn't have any friends,
0: you know. <laughs> right. Or if your friend was like that to you, like imagine. Yeah, I don't want to you fuck yourself if your friend said you'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, yo, suck it, homie.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, we don't I mean, we treat ourselves like shit sometimes and it's or most of the time. And I'm trying to figure out a way not to do that to myself. You know, I, it's just torturing and I don't why why, you know? Why do we need to do that?
0: All right, let's all everybody listening to this. Now, let's have like a sort of a global community breath in and breath out. Like, let's all agree to be kind to ourselves today. Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go be kind. Be, you know, even when we can't do what we what we're born to do, maybe just at this moment, just realize that this too is going to pass. And we're gonna be kicking ass in no time, and staying strong, and staying focused because optimism is the key to happiness, right, Jason?
0: It is. I think so. I hope so. Um, <laughs> I got. I got a few more questions for you, like music questions, because uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna ask some selfish questions now too. How do you find your voice? Like you have this amazing rock and roll, like soul. I don't know. Like, did you just come out of the womb and you're just like hey, I could just sing like this, rock on, like, here we go, I'm going to lead this awesome band, and just, like, you guys, do yourselves a, f- a favor, if you haven't heard Handy's music, and just give it a listen, it's like, the first time I listened to your music, I, like, I just, like, I knew right away, there's, like, a handful of bands that you listen to at first, and you're like, oh, these guys would be incredible live, you just know it, you just know, like, immediately, I appreciate, um, it, bud. yeah, how do you find your, how do you find your voice, like, like, your, your actual singing voice. I don't even mean like your your songwriting voice. Like,
1: um, Pack of cigarettes a day. <laughs> Lack of sleep. Yeah? Is that
0: the... Is, <laughs> no. I, yeah. That's the key? Well, it's definitely it. No, I got to start smoking?
1: Yeah, just fucking smoke again? down. <laughs> yeah, smoke again. Um, uh, no, I think it's... Um, I used to listen to pop punk music. So like New Found Glory, something corporate. Like when I was a kid, I was into all that shit, Taking Back Sunday. But I realized I needed, you know, those guys, like, get polyps in their voices because they're fucking screaming and singing high. And then I got into Tom Waits. And Tom Waits taught me about the raspiness. Like, oh, you know, like, you know, like like that whole. So I kind of, like, got in perspective. Like, I love guys like Van Morrison who have these big voices who sing from their diaphragms. And I like the raspy guys like Tom Waits. And like um, James Brown and, and whatnot. So I kind of incorpor- I got into blues and stuff later in life. So it was like, I want to interpret this pop punk, really big vocals with this raspy, I'm 90 year old blues man when I'm really just a Jewish kid from the suburbs. You know? <laughs> so it's like I got I tried to get both of them, you know, and, and from there, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I started developing a sound.
0: It it sounds like it was pretty intentional as far as like your influences and pulling it together. That's a totally. I mean, I think that that's my life. I never,
1: when I do bits and stuff, or like when I'm completely free on stage, open vessel, and and I'm exploring myself. um, I mean, that's the things that stick. You know, when you're trying to be someone else, that's when you know you're imitating uh, something that could be. It's not you. So it's like I like those things in some people's voices and maybe that just adapted into how I uh, how I sing, I think.
0: Anytime you're trying to find your voice within anything, whether like you're starting a podcast or your actual singing voice or something, I feel like that journey is uh, always worth taking on. And it's like, I think the journey itself is pretty... It's kind of fun and also frustrating. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Like... Uh, <laughs> At first, like,
1: you know, we'll talk podcast related, like finding your voice. Like I wanted to be like Howard Stern and Michael Rappaport, you know, like I wanted to talk about pussy and cum and and whatnot and like talk shit. But then I felt like I was just trying to be them, you know, and not, you know, like instead of like learning the little things from them so you could have tools to make your own sound. I mean like it's the difference between a band like um like a one-hit wonder who's just trying to sell pop stuff or like a band who like a Radiohead or like uh you know a band who's just say fuck everyone else I'm this is the sound I have and this is who I'm going to be. So uh and get and just getting bits and pieces off off of life, you know, instead of just trying to this band's popular we're going to sound like fucking this right now. And then we'll figure it out. If it doesn't work, we'll, you know, it's like chasing the rabbit's tail. I never wanted to chase the rabbit's tail in life. You know, I wanted to be individual. So,
0: yeah. I mean, it seems like uh comedy is a big influence for you too. I mean, you have some funny <laughs> Dave Chappelle is
1: my fucking guy, dude, Dave Chappelle, Howard Stern. Um, yeah. Guys who could make people laugh and make people think, you know, those are, that's, I don't want to be just a gimmick. You know, a lot of these guys, like, you know, when they try to, like, backhand compliment me, like, oh, yeah, he's just, like, a gimmick. I'm like, he's like, oh, you're great. It's, like, gimmicky. I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up.
0: Like, That's like, (laughs) do not use that. Do not use the G word uh, in my presence ever again. (laughs) It's
1: like, I'm just being me, and uh, if that's gimmicky, then, then we have a different... Problem on our hands, you know then then I really know how you feel about me, you think I'm just fake, you know
0: that's a tricky word, man. What's your leadership style like with the band and within the structure of how you guys work um i write I write
1: all the lyrics and uh I write the core of the tunes, and then I'll bring it to the band, and um we will uh they'll add the flesh, you know, like I said, I'm not the greatest like guitar riffer or you know drummer so like i'll have the idea of what i want the ups and downs and the flows of the songs and then i'll bring it to the band and we will um you know kind of go over it together and and whatnot so i like i like it that way i like writing with like by myself or with one other person i can't write with like five people because everyone there's too many fucking chefs you know in in the kitchen and nothing gets done then you're a you feel like you're offending them if you don't take their idea or whatnot. You know, it's, it's, it's like anything. Like I don't, it's like having like five co-hosts for a podcast, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's trying to jump in and get their part. I mean, the camaraderie that you have as a band, I mean, how, how, what does that mean to you? That, that exchange?
1: I mean, that's the most important thing. It's like anything. That's like a relationship. When you pick your bride or you pick your husband, it's, I couldn't do what I do without my band and I couldn't do, and I have, I couldn't have learned who I am without knowing who my band was and fucking growing with them. I mean, that's the most important thing in a band is how everyone breathes together. If no one's breathing together, how are you going to play music together? You know, it's when everyone's on their own fucking path and have their own initiatives on what it is. And we don't have the same common purpose. And, then it's not a band; it's four soloists. You know, and, and bands—the greatest bands—are the ones who communicate together well, if it's outside the stage or, or inside the songs. I mean, those—you got to be a good communicator and a good listener to keep a band together. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, just on the travel tip. Like, first of all, have you been? I'm in Oslo, Norway. Have you guys been to Norway yet?
1: Oh, you're in Norway.
0: Yeah, I live in Norway.
1: Oh, fucking sick! No, I haven't been to Norway, but we play in a <laughs> we play in like the Netherlands a lot, and we play in um we do Europe a bunch: Germany, Netherlands, Switzerland. We never gone like northern, but uh, we do have. I mean, can we I get mean, you
0: guys here? Can we? Yeah, can we get you guys I mean, here somehow.
1: I mean, our numbers. Work that out. Yeah, our Spotify numbers are big in Norway. I think it was just our agent, our European agent, was Dutch, but now that we got a we got a really big. Booking, a European booking agent. I, I have a feeling we're going to be when this thing settles down. I think the first shows we're going to do is Europe. You know, I don't. I don't yeah, think I'm, I, man. The first tours are going to be Europe for bands. I think
0: if we if we if you guys get over to Oslo, Norway, please let's 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 try to do a sit down part two in person. We'll I'm oh, in. We'll just assume that show uh, me Norway. We don't I heard there's beautiful we do women it over a beer or something. You know,
1: I heard there's beautiful women in Norway.
0: It is uh, well. It's a beautiful country. I'm married to a Norwegian girl, so yeah, I can't comment on the. I, I can't comment on the other women in Norway. Let's go. <laughs> she she might
1: be listening to this. Let's go. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll clap for you, my guy. I know. I know how beautiful those women are out there. Um, but yeah. I I I, I the, the best thing about Europe is everyone um works to live versus America where we uh, live to work. So you're going to meet a lot more people who know themselves, a lot more people who love what they love. You know, it's shout out to you for taking the dive into the Norwegian uh, seas. Yeah.
0: It's been a really good, it was hard for a while, but it's been a good place to be. Uh, I mean, as far as travel, what other places are places that you guys roll into? Like you see on the tour schedule and you know, when you're touring and you're like, yes, we're going here. I get to go to this place. Oh fuck! I get to go have that meal. You know, like
1: I love Bomberg, Germany. I think Bamberg is awesome. That's like Bavaria. I love Berlin. I love Germany. I like Netherlands. Like Utrecht is is a killer spot. We we play in Sardinia, Italy, which is fucking awesome. They don't speak English, but they love the shit out of us. It's awesome. Like I'm just like talking. I can say whatever the fuck I want. They're tired. Like oh fuck yeah! This America, it's crazy. And uh, in America, I love uh, I love New York City. I love it so much. I love like the South. New Orleans, um, Oregon. I love Oregon. Um, yeah, but I love Europe, man. I, f- I just see myself in Europe. I just got to find myself a European chick. I think.
0: <laughs> hey man, my <laughs> wife has some friends, so, you know, hook <laughs> me up. Let's go. Introduction. <laughs> you heard it from
1: the source. Frasco's moving. Frasco's moving to Norway <laughs> with Jason. We're going to be, we're going to join a dual podcast,
0: taking the horse and pony show to Europe. Yeah. Two more questions. All right. What's the best road trip album? Like you're, you're going to, you're got like a dusty dashboard. You're, you're, you're loading up. You just chucked your stuff in the trunk. You know, you got that first, you get to pick that first, let's say CD or whatever. Throw throwing it old school, right? You can throw that first CD on. What are you throwing on?
1: I would put John Craigie, uh, live Capricorn and retrograde. I love him. He's my favorite.
0: Dude. I'm uh, I'm such a fanboy. I don't have my Craigie water bottle with me today, but dude, uh, get
1: him on the show. He loves talking about travel, dude.
0: <sighs> okay, so
1: I'll hook like, you up. He's I've a been, good guy. I've been,
0: I've been I've been thinking about interviewing him for like four years, and I've just been like too nervous to ask. I No, guess. I got you because I'll I saw, set you I, saw up. I saw him. I used to live in Boulder, and I saw him at a coffee shop in Boulder with like. I don't know ten people or something. This was like in twenty ten or like.
1: FYI, I met some of your friends two nights ago.
0: Yes, I know. I heard. Yeah, your
1: nickname's <laughs> Lanky. I didn't know that.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. They said that's that's really old school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, Jason and Kelly. Yeah, it was. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah, so we um. Yeah, we grew up together. But uh, yes, yeah, so I, I would absolutely love to have Craig in the show. I mean, he's he's one of my favorite songwriters. I agree, man. Just,
1: how he can make you laugh, how he can make you cry, how he can, how he's a great storyteller. Everything about Craigie, I want to be. You know, I want to do it in my own way, but Craigie is so influential to what who I am as a 32 year old man. Yeah, he's great.
0: He's definitely one of my musical heroes. So yes, yeah. I would love a. Uh,
1: I'll set you, set you up. I'll do an intro. Us. Yeah,
0: please, man, that'd be great. Last thing, what is? Two things. I sorry, these will be quick, I promise. What are what is something people don't know about you? Because you're very open and honest. It's one of the things I love. Like you're so incredibly honest. It's it's crazy. Like you might be the most honest person I've ever heard on a podcast or anything. Is there anything that people don't know about you that you can reveal right now? I think it's uh when I was a kid, I was afraid of
1: Jesus. <laughs> I thought he was gonna kill me. I thought being Jewish and stuff, he was out to get me. I wouldn't go outside um, I wouldn't take the trash out. I wouldn't do anything because I thought Jesus, like Mel Gibson style, was gonna <laughs> go. I swear to God, like I wouldn't. I was afraid that I grew up in L.A. where there's not a lot of rain and stuff. So when it rained, I felt like Jesus was coming for me. Like <laughs> I That's was intense, so intense, man. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm afraid to die. I think s- something that I don't talk about a lot is death. Like I'm, a, I'm scared to, uh, you know. I'm scared for what what happens next, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Maybe I'll see Thanks Jesus I'll be,
1: yeah. what, and it'll be like, yeah, <laughs> we're <What> up. It'll <laughs> be but like, I'm I've been looking of... for you, Andy. Yeah. Got you, motherfucker. <laughs> now you're here with me.
0: <laughs>
1: Jesus. <laughs> Jesus v. Frasco.
0: <laughs> All right. Your new album, Keep On Keeping On. If it had an odor, what would it smell like? My new album, Keep On Keeping
1: On, if it had it, oh, it'd be musky but it'd be uh once you get through that first sent to Musk, it, it'd be flowery <laughs> because it's really dark. The lyrics are like, Oh God, this guy's talking about killing himself. And, and then once you uh, you're like, this guy's lived a lot. And then once you, you know, start reading inside the lyrics, then, you know, hopefully it's, it's optimistic. Hopefully it's, um hopefully it's inspiring and hopefully it, it gives us hope that we're, I'm no different than anyone else.
0: Yeah, well, thanks so much for your time, man. I know, I know you're a busy guy, and uh, we're gonna play some some of your music. After thanks this for having news. me, man. I'm it was a nice listen. surprise
1: uh, when it all came into fruition because I got your email, and then I met your friends.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, no, I like, I, I appreciate it, man. And um, let me know if you get over to Europe, and uh, yeah, good luck with everything. I'll, I'm going to keep. Uh, I'm heading to the interactive show. Uh, who knows Thank what you. they're going to, the, I know you're letting the fans choose their own adventure. and Yeah, uh, if you guys wanted me to take drugs and happen, shit, uh, yeah,
1: whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Mushrooms, I'm not taking Coke, so no Coke fans, no. but I'll take He's some of Salvia. I mean. <laughs>
0: He's off of that. But uh, no, man, thanks thanks for your time and uh, hope to keep in touch, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you. man, hit
1: and, me up anytime. I'll, I'll, I'll email you my number and let's just text and be friends.
0: Sounds good, man. Yo, have All a great you. one, bud. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. There you have it. Thank you, Andy, for stopping by the show. Had a blast chatting with you. You're going to hear the title track from their new album in just a moment. It's called Keep On Keeping On. Check it out. And I'll leave you with some of those sweet musical vibes from Andy Frasco in the UN before I let you go today. We're also going to give a shout-out to somebody in this community. Before we get into all that, I want to say one more quick thanks to homeexchange.com for supporting today's show. Home Exchange, the number one home exchange community in the world. And I don't know about you, but I love supporting companies and, and being a part of organizations that are aligned with my values. And I just wanted to share some of Home Exchange's values around responsible Tourism. And one of the things that uh, this platform allows you to do, it's not only a place where you can easily and seamlessly exchange your home with other people without any money changing hands, but it's a place where travelers can flee from mass tourism, travel more responsibly, live like a local. And if you think about some of the issues that have been associated with the quote unquote sharing economy. Home exchange doesn't create uh, what has been referred to as ghost towns, right? Because people aren't just buying up places to rent them. You're just exchanging your home with somebody else who is exchanging their home with you. So it's it's kind of uh, beautiful in that way. And the community is made up of more than just a collection of people. It is about a common desire to discover, care, share, and most of all, welcome fellow traveler so check them out homeexchange.com and you can sign up for free you can browse 400,000 homes around the world you don't have to travel around the world to use the service you can do trips right in your backyard and, and do home exchanges wherever and you can get 10% off when you become a member just by typing in the promo code 010 so if you're a listener of this podcast Type in the code 010. They're giving you a special discount, 10% off that annual fee, which you only pay when you make your first exchange. At least go and give them a look, homeexchange.com. Yet another way, another amazing way to stretch your travel budget, to be a part of a real cool community, and to just have a unique travel experience. So get involved. Thanks to them for supporting today's show. Now, I got to give a shout out to... Somebody in this community who wrote me an email. I, I, I love this subject header. You know, this one got me excited uh, when it came into my inbox. First thing I saw is, your show took me from cubicle life to full-time digital nomad. And this was an email from Elena. Who said, hey Jason, your show completely changed my life. It sounds a bit dramatic to start off the bat like that, but it's totally true. I started listening to your podcast back in 2015 when I was sitting in a cubicle at my painfully boring finance job. Your podcast was such a gift during those long days. I was always an avid traveler in the two weeks I got off every year, but I had no idea that I could really make it a permanent part of my life until hearing your show. It was the first time hearing of the concept of a digital nomad and my mind was blown. I don't remember the exact moment it clicked for me, but I knew. Long-term travel had to be a part of my life. I started saving money aggressively to be able to take a year off and travel. I was saving about 65% of my income. And in December 2019, my fiance and I finally quit our jobs and left for our quote-unquote adult gap year, as we were calling it. We left in January 2019 and have been traveling ever since. We're back in the U.S. since COVID hit, but that hasn't stopped us from staying nomadic in our own country. When we hit the road, we both completely changed course. Of our careers. I was working in corporate finance, but I've always had a creative and entrepreneurial spirit. So I taught myself graphic design and marketing. My fiance went from working in digital marketing to now running a breathwork company and teaching himself to code. We both worked together to open a homebrew and craft beer apparel store while we were traveling as well. I know our story isn't totally unique, and you've probably heard many others like it, but I just wanted to let you know how grateful I am for you and the content you're putting out into the world. It is seriously life changing I wanted to drop you this email and express my gratitude for your work so uh, that was really sweet to get and uh I just wanted to say thanks to Elena for the kind words and congratulations and you know the reason why I share these emails is not to pump myself up and pump the show up Although it is very nice to hear and to know the show is helpful. It makes me feel good to keep creating this content for all of you and to get this feedback. This is the fuel that keeps me going when I hear stories like this. And I know, okay, hey, the podcast is a lot of work. I've put a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and beers into this podcast, but uh, I love it. And when you hear these stories, it just keeps you going. It really means a lot. So, write me an email, jason at zero to Please introduce yourself. I'd love to hear from you. You don't have to wait until something dramatic happens. You can uh, just write me and say hi. Anyway, I, I like to share these stories not to pump up the show, but just to give everybody a glimpse of what's going on in this community. Remind you that there are other people out there around the world listening to this and changing their lives around the travel and making it happen. And you know, when you hear these stories, it's just empowering to know there are other people out there doing it. And you know, maybe you're listening to this in a cubicle, and maybe you'll be the next one to write me an email that says, your show took me from the cubicle life to the full-time digital nomad or whatever, full-time travel, whatever it is you want to do. It's about setting that intention and prioritizing travel or whatever it is you want, and then just getting after it and taking those methodical steps. I mean, you heard Elena, uh, the timelines there, you know, she was listening to the podcast back in 2015. You know, she started saving aggressively. She said 2018, they finally quit their jobs and they left in January 2019. So these things don't always happen overnight. Oftentimes, they don't happen overnight. It takes time. But, you know, it's nice to know when you make a decision like that, you can just take control of your life, start taking actions towards a different way of life, a different way of living if you want to have a more unconventional type of life where you're living out on the road in this way, you can make it happen. And it might take time and, and it takes a lot of action, you know, and a lot of steps and maybe overcoming a lot of fears and different things, but it's possible. And I love sharing the possibilities through stories, through real stories from this community. So that is why I love to share these emails and I hope that you enjoy Uh, listening to them and just hearing from the community. And if you do, why don't you be somebody that checks in so I can share your story on the show as well. Send me an audio file, send me an email, a video, whatever you want. I'd love to hear from you and you know how to get in touch. Okay. Thank you very much. And I'm going to send you on your way with a sweet tune. It's the title track from Andy Frasco and the UN's latest album. It's called Keep On Keeping On, which is something we all got to be doing during these times, just got to keep on keeping on. So uh, enjoy this track and enjoy the rest of your day, my friend. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Cheers. Subtitles by